This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Welcome to Covered in Pet Hair, a boozy web show for pet lovers on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Isabel Alvarez Arada, and today I have the pleasure of having a drink and a Halloween themed chat with a funeral director and embalmer. I'll tell you all about her and introduce you as soon as we come back from these messages from our sponsors. How many of you have pets? My hand's raised. Now think about how lucky you are to have such a sweet little pet in your life. And that pet is lucky to have you too. But unfortunately, there are countless pets out there that don't have a home to call their own. However, Bob's from Skechers is trying to change that. So we developed Bob's for dogs and cats to help pets in need. With every purchase of adorable Bob's footwear or fun, stylish apparel, or even the cutest Bob's pet accessories, Skechers makes a donation to Petco Love to help save shelter pets. And with your help, we've already saved the lives of over 1 million pets and raised over $7 million. So while you're getting style and comfort with features like Skechers' famous memory foam cushioning, you're also helping to save an adorable pet in need and helping another lucky owner be connected with a future best friend and companion because happiness is having a loving pet by your side. Find Bob's at a Skechers store, Skechers.com, select pet co-locations, or wherever stylish footwear is sold. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to Covered in Pet Hair. I'm your host, Isabel alvarez Arada, and today I have the pleasure of having a drink and a chat all about Halloween, celebrating Halloween, Dia de los Muertos, life, death, with a pet parent. An adventure seeker. She's a foodie, a coffee and tea drinker, an adrenaline junkie. She's an outdoorsy lady that was born and raised in New Hampshire. She's partner to Tyrus, Dogma to Bone, Moose, and Lockjaw, which I'm told is a comic book name. She's caregiver to two birds who are currently sleeping, Luther and Willow. She's a crazy plant lady who she mm-hmm. shares and also shares her home with multiple guitars, which I've just been introduced to. <laughs> She's the coolest guest I think I've ever had on the show. She's a funeral director and embalmer with Life Forest, an alternative burial ground working toward bringing burials and conservation together. Her name is Tracy Denver. Welcome, Tracy. Hello. Thanks for having me. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited to talk to you. And I'm so excited that we were introduced by my friend, Wendy Vanderpool, who if you haven't seen her shows or listened to her interviews, she's done two of them on Covered in Pet Hair and you need to check out Wendy. So shout out to you, Wendy, for introducing me to Tracy. And I cannot wait to celebrate Halloween with you because I hear you're a real big fan of scary movies and all that. But I, before I get into any of that, I want to play a drinking game with our audience. So anybody participating in our drinking game today, anytime you hear this word, the secret word is Halloween. Make sure you take a drink of whatever it is you're enjoying, but please be 21 and over to participate. Never drink and drive and always drink responsibly. What are you drinking today, Tracy? 
Well, I didn't know this was uh, a part of my fun, so I'm about to have a Let's get show. you a drink. Yes, so let's excited. get you a drink. I'm so excited. <laughs> I, I see Tyrus. I see Tyrus in the background in the kitchen getting you something. So I'll introduce my drink. That's perfect. I had to make my own drink today. Can you believe it? How sad, uh, but I, I made myself something really yummy. It's an autumn Manhattan. Ooh, I love Manhattan's. Uh, I know. I know. I so do I. This has actually an apple liqueur in it instead of all bourbon. So it's kind of got like an apple flavor to it, which makes it autumn and on theme. <laughs> we'll have to get that recipe from you when we're done. <laughs> yes, absolutely. It's super easy to make. I love a stiff drink because it's really mostly just a couple of uh, alcohols, maybe a tiny a dash of bitters, which is what's in here, and you're done. And I garnished it with a candied apple slice. Ooh, okay, there you go. I wasn't sure yeah. if you were going to say candy corn. <laughs> no, actually, I was not going to say candy corn because guess what? I am actually not a huge fan of candy corn, but I, I don't want, oh no, don't tell me, me that it was one of the questions in the game, but it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. I'm going to change the question. It's fine. The question was candy corn, yay or nay. And now I'm going to replace it, but don't, okay. you're not going to know with what. All right. Well, so what did he bring you? What did Tyrus bring you? I've got my vodka tonic right here. My happy little Ooh. vodka tonic. Cheers. Enjoy. Thank you for being a guest on Covered in Pet Hair. Cheers. Thank you for having me. Cheers. It's my absolute pleasure. Seriously. Any opportunity to have a themed show is like right up my alley. I'm, I'm good so, for a theme. I'm good for a Oh, theme. no. I, you have so much to share. I hope I don't keep you all night. But I actually always start this show with a game. Okay. And so the first game is actually called Halloween, because I want to know just how much of a fan of Halloween you are. And I'm going to ask you questions that my audience has said is what they ask new friends to gauge just how obsessed they are with Halloween. Are you ready to play? I am. Let's play. Let's do this. Let's do it. Okay, so what is your favorite costume you've ever worn for Halloween? I was a plague doctor in 2019, and I feel a little guilty about that. <gasps> oh my gosh, it's all your fault! <laughs> I know, I don't take responsibility, <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> if you send me a picture of you in that costume, I will overlay it so all of our YouTube audience can see it. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. I'll have to find it. I don't know if there's any-, any Yeah, she destroyed pictures. the evidence, people. She destroyed the evidence, of course she did. All right, <laughs> next question. When do you start decorating for Halloween? So our home is pretty much a Halloween type thing year <laughs> round. That being said, it's not a lot of Halloween decorations, just a lot of naturally found animal skulls while hiking and camping and things like that, that we then frame on the wall. And then we do tend to lean towards more, you know, like bats. And we've got jack-o'-lanterns on our stairs that we just got. and so. You know, we, we like to find the fun stuff and decorate with it. So year round, I guess. Year <laughs> sure. round. I love that. Okay. This is the one that I was going to ask you, candy corn, yay or nay, but you already <laughs> told me that it's a big old nay. So do you believe in ghosts? I sure do. She does. Sure do. Oh my gosh. Oh, I wish I could ask you more questions about that, but I need to stay on topic. Okay. I'll have to come back. <laughs> yes, you do. We have to do a, a ghost uh, story special. I'm down. I'll do I it. I love it. What is your favorite scary movie? Ooh, oh gosh, we were just having a debate last night. So I am a big fan of Hellraiser. I also am a big fan of, you know, Nightmare on Elm Street. I love Freddy. I just think that he is 
super funny. So I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Freddy Krueger. I like. Oh I like my gosh! See, I'm not a big scary movie person. I'm. Are you like a cute Halloween theme or scary Halloween theme person? Usually towards the scary side. I mean, we were just watching um, Pet Cemetery Two, and we're picking it apart for the bad. You know, we like things to be pretty, pretty real. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm more so like cutesy Halloween. That's why sure. I'm like drawn to the bright colors of Dia sure. de los Muertos because it's yeah. just so pretty. But I do have a skull or two. And I actually thought because I have really young children, I was like, maybe I should get rid of these like really, really like real life looking skulls that I put in the front yard in like a cemetery like area. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, I mean, this is Halloween. So I, I'm, I'm getting there. I'm getting more into the scary. Yeah, you got to keep up some of the real, the realness. The realness, right? So what is your favorite Halloween tradition? So I don't really have, I don't really have a Halloween tradition because I don't normally go out for Halloween. Do you give Um, candy? So we don't get a lot of trick-or-treaters. We live, we live in kind of like a weird downtown area. So families tend to take their kids to like the, you know, the more traditional neighborhoods. We're, We're definitely like downtown. So I would say, you know, mainly just doing what we normally do and staying in and watching horror movies. That's perfect. That's a tradition. If you ask me one that I probably won't be adopting anytime soon, but I don't even know. You know what? I was just thinking, does my husband like scary movies? I don't think I've ever asked him. No. Well, you don't want to watch him. (laughs) Exactly. I never gave him the option to watch. Okay. Last one. What is your favorite Halloween song? Oh gosh. I guess the only things I can think of are song wise from Nightmare Before Christmas. So this is Halloween. Okay. That's good. I'm a big fan of the Monster Mash. So yours is way more okay, interesting. Yeah, okay, you know what? My brain didn't even go there. The Monster Mash. There's also Thriller. One. Thriller's a good, a good one. Thriller we actually listen to pretty regularly around here. So I think I'm a little thrillered out. But I love the choreography for sure. <laughs> There's a there's a animated short that I used to see a lot when I was little, and I don't know what the music is behind it. It's got like the dancing skeletons in the graveyard yes. and the knees. I like that a lot, but I don't know the name of it. So okay, so is that what inspired you? Your love of that short is that what inspired you to become a get into the I guess funeral services industry or yeah. whatever it yeah. is that your industry is called? So, so funeral service industry. I couldn't say that might have been an inspiration when I was younger, but um, I've always kind of been drawn to things that are a little bit different. And I really wanted to be able to help people. And I started with, you know, trying to get my, well, I got my degree in psychology. And then of course, you know, the economy crashed. So I had to find an alternative thing. And I found another degree that was bereavement studies with a minor in funeral service. And the reason for the psychology degree is I wanted to be a grief counselor. I've had a lot of personal losses and I felt like I could be really helpful to people who were going through something that I've already experienced. And uh, I just fell in love with the funeral side of it. And I'm actually pretty good at embalming. So I, uh, I just kind of went from there and here I am before you. Oh my goodness. What did your family say when you were like, I'm going to be an embalmer? They weren't surprised. No. <laughs> They were like, yeah, sounds about right for Tracy. That is such an important job. And like, that's one of the things that I, I'm drawn to, like Dia de los Muertos and Halloween for is that, yes, like celebrating death, it's part of life, like acknowledging it, mm-hmm. you know, and like, it's so important for bodies to be treated with respect and dignity, even though their spirit may not be there anymore. I like find it so wonderful that you chose that, especially with the passion that you have 
for mm-hmm. it. So you work for Life Forest and you mentioned, and I this is why you're on the show, you mentioned in our guest prep form that Life Forest encourages people to be buried with their pets. So can mm-hmm. you tell me a little bit about that? Yeah, so I... You know, I fell in love with Life Forest the minute I met Mel at one of the um, funeral director conferences that I'm required to go to. And I just loved her. First of all, she had honey on the table. So I was like drawn to it. And then she had little bee keychains and I love bees. So I was drawn to it. And we started talking. And when she was telling me that it's on property where you can you can visit regularly with your dogs or you can even be buried with your cremated pets. I was like, this is, this is what we need. Not many cemeteries really like it when you bury with your pets, but a lot of them are kind of like, whatever we, you know, put them in the casket. We won't ask questions, but you can't bring your pets to the service. And I think that that's kind of doing an injustice to people who love their pets. Cause like, I know that, you know, when I pass, whatever animal I have, hopefully these guys, cause they're going to live forever. Right. So you know, I want them to be there because they're my family. I don't have kids. I don't plan on having children. I have my dogs. And when Mel was like, Oh no, we, we allow, you can be buried with your pets, cats, dogs, birds, reptiles, doesn't matter. Whatever's important to you. I was like, this is, this is exactly what we need. So that I, is I so fabulous. cool. You know, I've never thought about that. Like I'm not a big funeral person. Um, mm-hmm. I personally don't know that I want like a f- traditional funeral and burial, yeah. mm-hmm. but I've never thought about that. Like, yeah, not being able to bring your pet to your funeral, um, maybe could even leave your pet with a lot of questions. To your, you yeah. Know? And, and people think I'm weird because I say the same thing because I managed a funeral home before I started my own business. And it's actually when I was managing that funeral home that I met Mel and I had told her that our funeral home was pet friendly because I was a firm believer in you know, if you're coming to make funeral arrangements for your loved one, you should be able to have your comfort pet with you or even their pet with you. And as long as your pet's well behaved, I don't see any reason why they can't be in the funeral home. And I think cemeteries need to kind of lighten up about it, but they're always very, you know, particular about their grounds and not everyone's into animals. So I get it. But life forest, it's a forest where we can celebrate nature. We can celebrate life. We can celebrate death and we can celebrate our pets. And I think that it's a beautiful thing. That is so, so, so awesome. So (laughs) logistically speaking, burying your pet, like it would be a cremated pet that you had kept their ashes. It's time Mm -hmm. for you to go and you can Mm -hmm. will put it in your will or tell your loved ones that you want them to be in the casket with you. Is that how that works? You can have them in the casket with you or, you know, like I I don't want a traditional service either as much as I enjoy my job. I want to be cremated and I want, I literally want to be intermingled with all of my pets. So I, I always say I want to be shaken baked. Like I want their ashes in. I want them in a bag and I want to be like, boop, 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 boop. we're all together forever. Oh, I love that. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, I need, like I'm weird. No, not at all. I've never thought about that. So recently, who was I talking to? I can't even remember because I t- apparently I talk about this a lot, but I was talking to somebody and I said that because I have two children, when I die, I want to be separated in two separate urns mm-hmm. and given to one to each child and I stay on their mantle so I can, you know, watch them like the creepy mom watch that I am, them, like yeah. watch over them, like, you know, helicopter parent from, from the other side. <laughs> um, so, but somebody told me, and I can't remember who it was. So I'm sorry if you're watching this and you're the one who told me this, but they were like, no, that's not recommended because then if your ashes are separated, oh, I, I think it was our nanny. I think it was my nanny, uh, Nettie. And she said that if your ashes are separated, you never quite rest. 
So your soul never rests. So if your pets are in there with you, you rest even more. Like you rest even oh, better. Complete comfort. Complete yeah. comfort and security. Oh yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Do I, do you not believe that? That whole. So I've heard it. I've heard it before. And, um, you know, there's certain cemeteries that if you are going to bury ashes, they actually will not take any partial ashes. So you have to, you have to either keep the ashes together or be willing to lie, which I'm not a liar. So like, I yeah. don't do it, but especially um, when we're talking about the afterlife, I think that's like a yeah, weird time to lie. Certain, yeah. Certain cemeteries just have their own rules and regulations. But, um, I personally think just spread yourself everywhere. It's your energy going everywhere. Right. And then you yes. get to be with everyone and be everywhere you've wanted to go. Like, you know, if I don't get to travel as much as I want, bring some of my ashes to places I wanted to go. That would be fun. <laughs> That's true. I like that idea. Just like take me with you and sprinkle me every every so often. (laughs) Well, I have to take a break, but I do have actually more to discuss about rituals and traditions post-mortem. So let's take a break. Please don't go anywhere. We will be right back after these messages from our sponsors. For those fortunate to have experienced the deep bond and unconditional love of a companion animal, The death that follows can be one of the most difficult and misunderstood losses to go through. Many times, this devastating loss goes unrecognized and trivialized by family and friends, leaving grieving pet parents struggling to find healthy ways to cope with the loss. In And I Love You Still, a thoughtful guide and remembrance journal for healing the loss of a pet, Dr. Julianne Corbin calls attention to the difficulties unique to the loss of a beloved pet and provides an interactive and compassionate guide to help you process your loss and work towards coming to a place of peace and healing. For those interested in journal therapy and looking for a professionally written and compassionate resource to help understand and reconcile the grief associated with the loss of your pet, this book is for you. And I Love You Still, a thoughtful guide and remembrance journal by Julianne Corbin is now available for purchase on Amazon and other major book retailers. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. <laughs> Welcome back to Covered in Pet Hair. I'm your host, Isabel alvarez Arada, and today I'm having a conversation with a real-life funeral director and embalmer who is a little bit Halloween all year round and uh, talks about life and death all day long. And so I thought that was the perfect theme for Halloween this year because I love to celebrate life and I love to celebrate death in the tradition of, I'm in El Paso now, so in the tradition of the Mexican culture that celebrates life after death with Dia de los Muertos. But it's not just the Mexicans that have these traditions, Tracy. It is a lot of cultures that I'm sure you're aware of, but I need to play a second game with you where I'm going to quiz you on your knowledge of world traditions in a game called to die for because some of these are so awesome they're almost good enough to die for i hope none of my professors are uh, gonna see this because if i don't know something they're gonna be real mad at me the good thing is it's true or false this okay. is from britannica.com so please do not hold those professors if they're watching don't hold it against me if these are not accurate you take it up with britannica okay <laughs> let's, do let's do it 
All right. The first one is sky burial is common in Tibet amongst Buddhists who believe in the value of sending their loved one's souls toward heaven. In this ritual, bodies are left outside, often cut into pieces for birds and other animals to devour. This serves the dual purpose of eliminating the now empty vessel of the body and allowing the soul to depart while also embracing the circle of life and giving sustenance to animals. True or false? True. Very good. It is true. I love that. I kind of like that. Except it's for one the of cutting. my favorites. What's happening behind me here? Best Halloween song. Misfits Halloween. Sorry. Misfits Sorry. Halloween. He needed to he needed to make sure that we knew that. So I don't even know if I know that song. You'll have to check it out. Oh my gosh. Yes. Okay, everybody. Yeah. Misfits Halloween. We got to listen to it. <laughs> All right. All right. Here's the second one. Dancing with the Dead best describes the burial tradition in Madagascar of Famadihana. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. If I'm not, forgive me. The Malgazi people open the tombs of their dead every few years and rewrap them in fresh burial clothes. Each time the dead gets fresh wrappings, they also get a fresh dance near the tomb while music plays all around. This ritual, translated as the turning of the bones, is meant to speed up the decomposition and push the spirit of the dead toward the afterlife. True or false? I believe that's true. It is true. So what song would you want bear played at your turning of the bones? Ooh, what am I dancing to? I like me some maybe Fleetwood Mac Dreams. Um, or we could go with... Uh, Ooh, maybe we'll do the Misfits Halloween. Why not? Oh, I love it. So I was talking to my sister who loves Halloween in preparation for this. And she was like, I want some like opera. And I was like, okay. Mm -hmm. And I said, I want merengue. I'm like, I can't think of like a, like, I cannot say the words turning of the bones without like shaking my shoulders. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah I could see that. Yeah. yeah. So I need like yeah. a Ricky Martin or something. something like All right. Fancy. Yeah, I need something really upbeat. I mean, I'm dead, but like the people around me. Um, okay, next one. The cultures, especially in Nordic countries, have embraced water in their rituals of choice for the dead from laying coffins atop cliffs face toward the water. And uh, some of them set bodies adrift in death ships, uh, either along a river or sent out into the ocean, giving the bodies back to the gods or to places uh, that they valued in life. Is this true or false? So, you know, that's a good question. <laughs> I believe it's true, but I've never actually looked into it. I've always just heard stories about it. So it apparently, according to Britannica.com, it is true. Oh, it okay, is true cool. of Nordic countries and I'm certain that at this point in history, there are regulations about putting yeah. dead bodies out to sea. Yeah. Um, but at some point when that wasn't regulated, it certainly happened. Um, maybe now they just bury them on a cliff overlooking the ocean. Yeah. Yes. Okay, next one. A tradition in Aragon, Spain involves parading the dead through the streets, the bodies dressed in colors of the Spanish flag, red for purity and yellow for knowledge. True or false? I believe that's false. That is false. I totally made that up. <laughs> this actually is done in a city in India mm -hmm. um, in an effort for, to encourage the souls to reach salvation, um, but they're actually wearing those there it's not the colors of the spanish flag they wear different colors 
to represent different things. And mm -hmm. red, in their case, represents purity and yellow represents knowledge. But there are other colors that they use. So when I saw red and yellow, my family's from Spain, I was like, okay, I'm making this one the false one and I'm using the Spanish flag. There All right. Uh, next one. One Zoroastrian tradition. Zoroastrian tradition. Zoroastrian. Okay requires vultures to keep its ancient burial ritual alive. In that tradition, a dead body is believed to defile everything it touches, including the ground and the fire. And raising a corpse to the sky for vultures to devour was historically the only option. Bull's urine is used to clean the body before tools, which are later destroyed, are used to cut off clothing. The corpse is then placed atop a tower of silence out of the way of the living who could be tainted by it. True or false? That reminds me of something that I know of, but it's not 100% the thing, but I'm gonna go with true. It is true. What is it reminding you of? So there's, I can't remember what culture, and this is where I'm like, my professors would get so mad at me, but there was a culture that has what they call almost like a circle of death, and it's but it's built up in a way, and they lay the bodies out for nature to take its course, such as birds coming and taking, and so on and so forth and then somebody periodically goes up and actually sweeps the bones into the middle of the circle because it's, it's just this circle with this big hole in the middle i cannot remember what culture it is Ooh, that's really cool but so that reminds like, me of that it's like they go right literally right into the ground like slowly yeah yeah one with the earth they basically believe from what i remember again they basically believe that the removing of the flesh and the organs and the bones and just being left or not the bones, but everything else and being left with just the bones is the proper way to release the spirit. Ooh, okay. <laughs> all right, next one. We have two more left and I'm going to read them all because they're kind of fascinating. All right, next one. Mm -hmm. South Koreans have taken cremation a step further by turning the ashes of the deceased into beads. These beads have bit of shine to them and come in an array of colors from pink or black to turquoise placed inside glass vases or even open in dishes the beads can take center stage inside a home a more decorative choice than a conventional urn true or false hmm. so again i've heard of this but i've never actually seen this so i'm i'm gonna say false it's actually true this is <laughs> the first time i've heard of this and i kind i'm like i don't know like I don't know. I'm not sure about it. I'm not sure how I feel about like being used as like decorative well, so, beads. So we have, there's like a, see, and I should have known this was true actually, because now that I think about it, there, you can actually have ashes pressed into precious stone. Yes, I have seen set, that. And set into jewelry. So I guess that would kind of be the same thing as being made into a bead. Yes. Yes. My That's exactly, no, you're fine. <laughs> That's actually, so when I was reading this, I was reminded of breast milk jewelry because I am a breastfeeding mom. I have been for a very long time. And I've thought about, you know, getting breast milk jewelry done. And when I looked at all of those um, websites and all those people who make that, they do allow you to put ashes in gemstones. You can put like your baby's hair in the jewelry that has breast milk in it. All sorts of stuff is being done now. So that also reminded me of it. I just don't know, like I'm picturing like a bowl of like, you know, those balls that people like have as decorative like balls. <laughs> yeah. And I just don't feel like I want to come back, like my ashes to remain forever on like somebody's like 
to look like something you could get at ikea is not like my goal for the afterlife getting periodically dusted exactly i feel like i'd be happier in a very nice urn which yes you still have to dust but like i am in it like you're not dusting me um <laughs> you know i, I don't know i'm, I'm, I'm not 100 on board with the with the beads i'm with you i'm with you <laughs> All right, last one. The Tiguan people of the Philippines dress the deceased in the fanciest of clothes and sit the body on a chair, often placing a lit cigarette in the lips, while the Benguet people blindfold their dead before placing them in chairs at the entrance of the home. True or false? True. It is true. It's very weekend at Bernie's. <laughs> you got him to laugh. It's That's true. the only thing I can think of. Didn't those people? If, if you're too, if you're too young for Weekend at Bernie's. Oh no, I know Weekend at Bernie's. Okay, yeah. so get it. I mean, obviously he knew it because he laughed. But like, didn't they put a cigarette in Bernie's hands when they sat him out at the beach? I don't know. Did they put a cigarette in Bernie's hands? Maybe. He said, "Leave him out." I, feel, I feel like I feel like they did. So like immediately, I was like, Weekend yes, at Bernie's. They did. Okay, they so did. you see, people watching are gonna age themselves date themselves like i just did because that is a very old movie well good job you got all almost all of them right and the only ones you got wrong is because you were like i i'm not a hundred percent sure but it sounds familiar so uh, excellent work your professors would be very proud i'm proud <laughs> yes no you did awesome awesome okay so for those who have not watched my show before or listened to my show before i always interview my guests before i interview them because i send them like a prep form and tracy when you filled out your prep form you told me that you're a big supporter of pet funerals can you tell me a little bit about why that is so, so it's um i think just my love of animals i think that um while i was studying bereavement and grief we talked a lot about like you know, misplaced grief and like disenfranchised grief. And I think a lot of people underestimate how attached others can be to their animals. And for some people, I think that the bond between them and their pet is actually stronger than a lot of like family members. And I, I say that, you know, a lot of people are very close to their family, but other people aren't. And right. pets fill this very big void in your life. And I think not honoring them after they've died sometimes leaves us with, you know, misplaced or disenfranchised grief because it's, we're all just, it's just a dog, but it's like, no, not really. That was like my baby or that was like my best friend. And I think that being able to have a service for your pet, whether it's in combination with a living family member or just the pet itself. I think that that's a beautiful thing. And I think that it's a really useful and helpful thing. And when I first got into this industry, I wrote almost all of my papers about pet funerals, pet death, pet cremation, incorporation of pets into funeral homes, just because I feel that strongly about it. Like I've had dogs my whole life and I miss and love every single dog I've ever had. And I love these three dummies so much. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Like it's, you know, one of them just broke my toe the other day. <gasps> totally not her fault. She just jumped up. I tripped. I broke my, the other one tore some ligaments in my ankle when he tripped me down the stairs. And I love these. I love them. I love them so much. I'll take all the injuries in the world for them. Oh <laughs> so you better my. believe me when they pass, I'm having funerals for them. So what do you in imagine for a pet funeral? Like what, so what, what would it I, look like? I'm friends with um, other fellow embalmers online. And I do see others who actually choose to embalm their pets. I don't think I would do that. Um, I would definitely do a cremation and I would probably host an event outside of a funeral home. I don't know because I don't work at one anymore. I don't think I would really do the funeral home, but I would probably host an event for anybody who knew my pets 
and invite them for dinner, you know, and then I keep their ashes until it's my time and I'm going to be buried with them. Is the um, embalming process very similar to that of humans? So I've never embalmed an animal before, but I can only imagine based on just basic anatomy that it would be pretty much the same. I, again, I know about you through Wendy. I know about Life Forest through Wendy because what you're doing up there is very different than most burial grounds. And it's obviously more family-friendly, pet-friendly, but you also talk about it being about conservation. Can you talk a little bit about what that means for those of us who don't understand or know? Yeah, absolutely. So where Life Forest is located in Hillsborough is actually surrounded by conservation land. So the planting of trees while burying loved ones is in it's increasing that, you know, it's increasing the the forestry, it's giving back to nature instead of just taking away. We're like traditional cemeteries, we're putting things into the ground, we're putting concrete into the ground, we're leveling trees. This is we're bringing up trees and those trees are representing our loved ones and It's making us come out into nature and really appreciate nature, which I think is important in life. And if you can go somewhere regularly where like your pet's welcome and you're welcome and you can go kayaking on the the beautiful river that runs near it, or you can walk the many, many trails. And then I think it's every either first or last Sunday, forgive me, Mel, they have acoustical concerts out in the forest. So you can actually go you know, once a month and visit your loved one and hear live music and then potentially meet other people who are, you know, have family members buried there or just people who enjoy the conservation aspect of it. You know, just getting out in nature and planting trees instead of bodies, if that makes sense. That's amazing. Yeah. So (laughs) wait, so instead of bodies, you bury, how does that work? (laughs) So right now she's right now, there's no full body burials. It's something that they're working towards. I think in the future, it's definitely something that they're interested in. Um, But right now it's just cremation burials. So you have a couple options when you go there where you can either purchase what's called a single burial plot in the, um, the, they have what's called, I'm going to double check, make sure I'm not saying this wrong. Their evergreen memorial garden and their pollinator garden. So the pollinator garden, again, is to encourage bees and other pollinators to come, um, hummingbirds and things like that to help keep the forest alive. You can actually bury ashes there or in their pine memorial section. Or alternatively, you can purchase an actual tree of your choosing. And they've got a lot of different options from a local arbor, which is awesome. And you pick your tree and based on the tree you purchase gives you however many they're called openings. So instead of burial rites, it's opening. So when they first open the ground to place the tree, that's your first opening. And then you get one more, one more time, but you can bury as many cremated remains there, human or pet at each opening. So, you know, where instead of when you go to a cemetery, normally it's one opening done, no more. If you get options and you can also include, you know, our feathered and four-legged friends at a different time. So it's like I said, when I pass, I want to hold on to all of my pet's ashes. And then when it's my turn to go in, they're all coming. Oh my gosh. I love that idea. (laughs) That's actually because I'm really into logistics. I'm like the kind of person who's like, so how does that work? You can, let's say the timing doesn't always add up, right? Like, let's Mm -hmm. say that you were a person passes before their pet, but Mm -hmm. that is their pet. Mm -hmm. 
be added later to yeah, that. as long as it's within the opening. So there's like certain there's certain footage based on the size of the tree's root system. So you know you get like a seven by seven, and I am I'm I'm cheating. A seven <laughs> by seven, you get two openings. So the day you bury the, the plant the tree is your first opening, and then you get a second opening whenever after that. Okay. And then the next one is a 15 by 15 and you get three openings. So again, the day that the tree is planted is the first opening and then two following that, but you can place as many sets of ashes as you want at every which opening. Is, so that's which is amazing. families who want to mm -hmm. stay together. Yes. You know, and, and I mean, there's so much to this. I'm sure. Um, I think that what you're describing is so beautiful. I, you know, I joke that I'm going to be on my kids mantles, but like knowing that there's a place where like, I can go and my children can eventually go. And it's like a beautiful place where pets are welcome. Like that sounds so nice. And I guess because it's ashes, they are also like easier to transport. Well, right? yeah, that and the, the, this is one of my favorite things about life for So like I, I encounter families often who were like, well, I'm just going to get scattered in the white mountains. I'm in New Hampshire. The white mountains are gorgeous. One of my favorite places to visit. When you do that, first of all, I'm not, I'm not saying don't do it. I'm just saying when you do that, you don't necessarily know where they are, right? Over time, the environment, rain, wind, right. snow. When you do this at Life Forest, there's actually longitude and latitude to the exact pinpoint position in the forest. And it, I don't know how else to say this is not like a cemetery where you walk in and it's neat and trim and there's just trees, right? This is a forest, like the ground's uneven. You've got plant life growing in between the trees. It's an actual forest. And kind of going along with your day of the dead theme, it, it, there are people who go there and they put up decorations almost like those altars that they do you know people go and they plant you know pollinating flowers and it's just it's it's a really beautiful place to visit to not only visit with your loved one but I kind of catch myself going to everybody's tree because you get a little QR code that goes in a little metal rod next to each tree and you can scan it and you can read their obituaries and you can find out about them and see pictures of them and it's just this it, it They've really put together this very beautiful place where you can just, you know, you can envelop yourself in nature, but then you can also really celebrate the lives of people that you may not even know. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, they have like, not tombstones, obviously, but are there like plaques and things? No, not really. No. So they, they, they offered some different types of markers. You know, this is all very new and they've come up with the QR code being kind of the best way to go, but they're very open there. So you know, there's, um, if you were to find somebody who could make you something that could stick to the tree, they would be fine with it as long as it wouldn't damage the tree. Right. You no, know, they yeah. try not to do too much decorating of the area because we are trying to keep a forest feel. But that being said, there are still some that you come and visit and you'll see they put up like a wind chime on like a little hook, oh and like a picture. There's one with a little flag that talks about their dogs. Like it's just, you know, it, it's, it's really, it's very sweet. It's a very nice place to visit. And it's just so quiet and calm. And the river is gorgeous. So I love the idea the is, I guess, getting out in nature and healing. And it really is. And nature is healing. Yeah, it really is. I love that so much. So tell us, how can anybody in New Hampshire or anybody nearby or anybody who's interested in learning more about Life Forest? Yeah, so you'd want to just contact Life Forest. Um, their website is thelifeforest.com. I don't know if that's going to show up. Yes, I can add it too. But yes, it does Beautiful. show up. And you'll get a response pretty quickly. They're, you know, very caring and wonderful people who work there. I'm the resident funeral director there. I try to be as active as I can. 
but yeah, definitely visit the Life Forest. You're also welcome to, you know, email anyone who has questions, they can email Life Forest. Um, I would say email me, but I don't know quite as much as I would like. So, you know, I don't know if I'd be a great resource, but Life Forest, they are fabulous. And chances are I'll probably be there when when the time comes so is this a place where people can go visit to like oh yeah oh yeah it's uh i believe it's 200 beard road in hillsborough new hampshire it is open to anybody and everybody to enjoy the conservation land the the river the hiking trails definitely please if you visit respect that you know it is a cemetery carry in carry out and, you know, the families who, uh, who bury there, I think there's some big things in the future where they're going to have more to offer to people who are a part of the Life Forest family. But I can't speak to that entirely as I am just kind of the person who hears things as, as we go on. But it's, it, Life Forest is going to expand. It's going to get bigger. And I think it's going to end up in other states, too. So That would be amazing. It really does sound like something really special. Oh, it's like, so amazing. I love being a part of it. I it really, really is. Too. It's so important to celebrate life and death mm-hmm. and the afterlife and all that and i just want to thank you for taking the time to chat with me today thank you so much here's to you here's a toast to you oh, and to all the good things you do because it's really important to celebrate and respect and send our loved ones off with dignity so cheers I thank agree. you for that. i also want to propose a toast to our executive producer mark winter mm-hmm. for making this show possible Thank you, Mark. Here's to you. Ching, ching. To Mark. To to Mark and to our uh, listeners on Pet Life Radio and to our viewers on YouTube. Thank you for spending your time with us. We hope you have a happy and safe Halloween and uh, we'll see you next time. (laughs) To learn more about Covered in Pet Hair, please visit CoveredInPetHair.com or PetLifeRadio.com. Thanks for watching and we'll see you next time. Cheers. Let's Talk Pets every week on demand. Only on PetLifeRadio.com.